This is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony from Golden Years Financial Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Kevin and Michael provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony. Hello and welcome to the Swan Song Financial Show. My name's Kevin Anthony. And I'm Michael Anthony. We're with Golden Years Financial Advisors and we're thrilled to have you listening today as we're going to talk about some changes taking place in retirement. It's going to be a fun broadcast today. And you can always find our informa- your, the information here on uh, our website, goldenyears-advisors.com. Uh, if you have questions, give us a call, 574-968-SWAN, 574-968-7926. We're the organization where SWAN stands for Sleep Well at Night. So we got a lot of our past podcasts on there, some great information. And uh, hey, Michael, it's nice to be back. We took a little bit of sabbatical here. We've uh, had a couple of vacations and some time also. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, nice to get away for a little while. I definitely miss doing these podcasts, but you know, when you go away for a little while, everything else just seems to pile up. So uh, thanks for everyone for checking back in again, but life's been good. How about yourself? Been doing well, been doing well. Absolutely enjoying some really nice fall weather and uh, looking forward to uh, the beautiful fall here that's ahead of us and enjoying some football now that football's back on and we have crowds out there cheering the things on. So we're doing well, uh, just revitalized and ready to go. And uh, today we're going to talk about some uh, words that the people really love out there, and that's called change, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you know, most people, you know, you come to accept that in life that there's always going to be uh, changes. And that's one thing you can always be guaranteed. And so today we're going to talk about some some of the past, some of the present, some of the future. Uh, take a little crystal ball out and maybe sort of show what things look like 10 years from now in a couple of different areas of this. Um, one of the things we don't talk about is an article that a uh, really pretty great article uh, out of the Money Crashers article, 11 Ways Retirement Has Changed Over the Last 25 Years. And you know what, Michael? I've been around for those 25 years. Yeah, you were too, <laughs> hey, but I only too. 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My birthday's <laughs> next month. It's 25 plus one. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to be shocked to hear some of the stuff that we've taken a look at and researched here because some things that we think that have been in place forever and forever truly have not. Like Social Security Act uh, was actually signed into law in 1935. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Medicare, Michael. Everybody thinks Medicare has been around forever, but actually it was 1965 when Medicare was actually put into place. Man, that really honestly blows my mind. It's These are the things of being a financial advisor that have always been around for me. And this article was one of my favorites that I've read. It put things into perspective. Yeah. Could you imagine, Michael, uh, people na- navigating retirement without Social Security or without Medicare? <laughs> Honestly, that's some of the two biggest things that people look forward to and that like is a cornerstone cornerstone of retirement, just 
baffles me. Yeah, it does. Because today, that's some of the first things that we talk about when we sit down building a foundation, even in our seminars, when we're doing those workshops and seminars, talking about Social Security, talking about Medicare, talking about a couple of different things. But here's some other things that that Money Crashers article talks about, too, is that things like pensions, even though they've been around since 1870s, uh, they really didn't become real too commonplace till 1921 which was interesting because that's the point in time where corporations were actually allowed to deduct, if you will, those pension payments. So again, taxes are always there. You know, if you get an opportunity with a tax law change, you take advantage of it. But here's one for you, Michael. 401ks and IRAs have only been around for 50 years. That- Jeez. <laughs> that's, that's just blows my mind. And I think we were talking about this before, but when did Roth, IRAs and Roth 401k startup. It really wasn't that long ago. No, it really wasn't. Actually became effective in 1998 for Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks was 2006. So Roth, Roth, and we still talk to people about Roth, why they should take advantage of Roth and, 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 and what those advantages truly are. Because really, it's just over 20 years old. It's fairly new, if you want to call it. Absolutely. No question about that. Yeah, what's interesting, I'll have to admit this, that uh, even as I get older, I realize that there's a couple keys to being happy and to fulfilling life. And uh, that's pretty much embracing uh, this the changes instead of always looking back on the good old days because they were good days. But some of these new changes, um, man, that's the way to look at things right now. I, I couldn't agree with you more. One of my biggest philosophies is to roll with the punches. I mean, while you don't always want to do it, sometimes you have to do it to learn something new. Um, honestly, this, this show is going to be really exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. And you know, the reason why all these different acts came out at different points in time was because things were changing in the world. Things were changing the economy. Tax laws were changing. I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons why 401ks didn't come out with a Roth at the same exact point in time, because it had different advantages for a specific point. Um, really great philosopher an English philosopher, Sir Francis Bacon said, He that will not apply new remedies must expect new evils, for time is the greatest innovator. That's excellent. That's excellent. And the takeaway from all that, I mean, there's a lot in there, but I think that last line, that time is the greatest innovator. And again, embracing change. I know a lot of us don't like to change, and I'm one of those myself. Uh, (laughs) Technology, sometimes uh, everybody might think I want to just jump on the bandwagon, uh, but uh, sometimes sometimes a little bit slow to change, but we better pick up that pace. I'm just speaking of my own uh, maybe baby boomer generation here, too. So, uh, Michael, the Money Crashers article uh, brought out another piece on Social Security. Why don't you talk to us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So believe it or not, as we talk about Social Security all the time and as we do planning uh, and we're looking at, you know, expenses, inflation rates, almost all the time we show Social Security not staying in pace with inflation. Yeah. Um, And we do that, you know, just to be conservative, make sure everything's in line. But this article states something just very interesting. So the real Social Security benefits, real meaning taking into consideration inflation has declined over time. And it's true. So between 1975 and 1984, the Social Security Administration annual cost of living adjustment averaged a huge rate and an outpaced inflation of a 7.75%. And during that time, the highest cost of living jump that we were able to see was a 14.3%, which was massive. We just had a 6% (laughs) 
And that still baffles me, but a 14.3 is huge. <laughs> but it goes on and it says that since 2009, things have really changed. So from 2009 to 2020, the average cost of living adjustment has been a stinging 1.83%. Mm-hmm. And in three of those years, there was actually no adjustment whatsoever. And that is a huge difference. It goes on to say that in consideration to actual purchasing power, so again, taking into regards how much purchasing power you have in comparison to inflation, that the Social Security real purchasing power benefit has dropped 30% from 2000 to 2020. That's a lot of information. but it's, And the reason I chuckle a little bit in there too is I know, Michael, you and I will talk about Oh yeah, back in my days, Michael, and uh, when I bought my first home in like maybe 82 and what those rates were, but yeah, how about a 14% inflationary rate? That's that's insane. Yeah. Loan loan amounts on homes at 16, 17%, uh, CD one year CD rates around maybe that 19 to 20% range roughly. I mean, un, unheard of stuff, isn't it? It really is, and you know, hopefully it's something that we don't see again, but there's no way to tell. That's again, why all these laws and acts came to pass because things change. Yeah, very true. Very true. And it was in the past. Can it happen in the future? Of course, we can see that happen right now. What's the hot topic right now? Inflation. That's one of the big hot topics coming off of a lot of this COVID uh, or the supply lines not, you know, not taking care of all those kind of things we talk about in our presentations. And of course, inflationary rates. And we've been talking for years now about how the inflationary rate was low, almost too low for a healthy economy. And you do a great job in your presentations on that, Mike. And so we now we're starting to see a little spike and then we're just going to come back into a little bit more of a level area there with inflation. But inflation's a real thing. Inflation has to do with purchasing power. So it's one of those things where when you take a look at the purchasing power of a social security check in 20 years ago is 30% less than it was 20 years ago. Um, I think it just really points out that a person's retirement plan better have an allocation for a a realistic inflationary rate. 1% inflationary rate, folks, is not realistic. It's not realistic at all, even though we've had some of those. Your overall plan for the next 30 to 40 years when it comes to these inflation rates, don't count on just 1% inflation. Uh, we don't do that around here, but I'm just that's sort of what we're doing around here. But you have to be a little realistic on that inflation. It's pretty amazing, isn't it, Michael? Absolutely. It certainly is. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, I think one of the next big planning uh, changes out there is, uh, has to do with the employee, employers transitioning away from pension plans to contribution accounts. And this is probably not a big shock for anybody listening. We, we know that. I mean, literally 25 years ago, pensions were still fairly common. Uh, but Michael, I know you look at a pension plan right now and somebody walks in with a pension plan and you know, that's your, uh, that's your dad's or your grandpa's era. <laughs> no, it really is. And if whenever, especially a new employee comes in of a certain business and they have one of those, it's just like, how in the world do, does your company still offer that? Yeah, because it's it's not it's it doesn't happen very much. Maybe with a couple of union plans and uh, uh, maybe uh, with uh, some governmental plans and those certainly, kind of things. Certainly, uh, but typically private industry have all went and transitioned sort of the four hundred one k area. Uh, we see that in the school systems or uh, non for profits at four hundred three bs, hospitals, these kinds of different things. But most of them went to uh, contribution accounts like four hundred one ks and four hundred three bs. 
And again, pension funds uh, are, are old. Uh, they're great to have. Uh, but there's been a lot of times on a pension fund that they will offer you a buyout on the pension. Yep. Uh, it's simply called de-risking. Uh, and the reason that's happened is because life expectancy. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, from a, a employer being able to control cost, sometimes they're better out just to make a full payout and a pretty, uh, pretty aggressive and attractive payout. Uh, but it helps them de-risk that pension plan of, i.e., running out of money, if you want to call it that, too. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, a lot of younger workers have access to retirement accounts as well. Um, so it's just making sure that we're using what tools are available. And, you know, just like you mentioned, a lot of times there's a lump sum or one time payment ver- for a pension versus a payout over a lifetime. It's really just sitting down with a financial services professional and weighing what the pros and cons are to every single decision. You bet. So things have changed in that retirement field. We keep mentioning it, but we're throwing some facts out there. That's sort of like, Michael, I don't think you remember black and white TV. Well, I know you don't. (laughs) You don't remember getting the first TV. Some of us do remember those things. And uh, for me being a baseball fan, I remember the designated hitter. Uh, Things that you think have been around the whole time. The point of it (laughs) is having a financial advisor that keeps up the pace not just brokerage, but a financial advisor that keeps up to pace on the changes, has the strategic partners around them that can help and assist in those things is becoming more and more and more important. And I, I think one of those things with a shift from the uh, pensions con- to the contribution plans, um, I, I think we really need to start talking about what is available out there. And there was sort of a staggering uh, statistic in this particular article uh, when it came to uh, the millennials, and if we would, that's age, what, 25 to 40. Um, yeah, the millennials. Right there. And speaking of contribution accounts, Michael, according to the article, very surprising, 41% of full-time millennial workers do not have access to an employer-sponsored plan. 41% don't have access. And the article goes on to explain that only 31% of millennials who do have access to an employer-sponsored plan are taking advantage of that particular plan. And that number is so concerning because, again, we don't have pension plans. I did the math on this. And that means that only 18% of those that are 25 to 40 right now are putting money into an employer-sponsored plan, and there's no pensions out there. Ultimately, this is a huge challenge and reasons why those that are millennials, if you will, need to call us and talk to us. Absolutely. And there's no question about it. They're going to have to going to have to rely on their funds more than any other generation before, because other generations, a lot of them had pensions or, you know, that steady source of income coming in. That just does not seem to be what the case might be in 40 years at this point in time anymore. And, you know, speaking of kind of millennials, let's switch that over. Let's not pick just on millennials. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's switch throw that over some out there baby for boomers us baby too. boomers. Yes. Absolutely. So baby boomers being age 57 to 75. I, I thought this was an alarming fact. So 42% of baby boomers have nothing saved for retirement. Nothing. Period. Nothing. nothing. No IRA, no 401k, no Roth. Nothing designated for retirement. And what was nothing. That? 42% of those of us that are 57 to 75. And baby boomers being what? One of the largest population generations ever to be in this country. And 42% of them have nothing put away. And they're, they're reaching pretty close to what should be that retirement age. Unbelievable. And then furthermore, the article points out a study that found that 70% of boomers who are saving for retirement 
still have less than $5,000 put away for retirement. 70%, Michael? 70%. Wow. Now that, what are we thinking, right? <laughs> okay, boomers. Get, get, we need to step up, the, step up the plate here. We picked on the millennials enough, but man, that is a shocking one for those of us that on the very low end are literally only 10 years away from retirement. Yes. 70% haven't, haven't saved more than $5,000. And yeah. that, that's come, that, we're going to talk about that in another show. It's, uh, it's time to start planning, and it was time to start planning yesterday, but it's you know better now than later. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, again, saving a little bit, even a little bit, that's how you start. And then you save some more. And then you save some more and then you save some more. So, hey, we've had a great time on the show here so far today talking about some of those uh, topics as far as going back into history a little bit. And I think it's really been sort of an eye opening chat, Mike. Um, uh, let's go into what the um, what you got for us in that uh, next part of the article, uh, the Money Crashers article, 11 Ways Retirement Has Changed Over the Last 25 Years. And it's talking about how people are living longer. Yeah, I mean, make a long story short, people are living longer. The current life expectancy is around 78.5 with everything COVID going on in the world. We've seen that that's dropped a little bit. But the point of the story is just 25 years ago, the average life expectancy was about 75.4 years. That's wow. That makes quite a big difference to be completely honest. I mean, you're living longer, you have more times for adventures, for hobbies, which means you're going to need more money to pay for all those extra years. And, and remember, we just talked about how social security, it, it can't be something that you solely rely on because it mm -hmm. hasn't kept up with inflation at all times. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, but it's about planning and knowing that there's going to be funds there. Yeah, it's true. So we're living a little bit, we're living longer. In fact, is when Social Security started, the average life expectancy was 64 and nine months. So that gives you, and again, that's not that long ago when actual benefits started in 1940, we'll say. Uh, that's not that long ago. So Social Security isn't going to be guaranteed to make up all the cost increases and Pensions are disappearing. Man, we're sounding real encouraging here. And uh, many people aren't taking full advantage of the 401ks and IRAs. And sometimes, honestly, Michael, it's just information. People don't know what to do. Oh, certainly. So I would just say, hey, you know what? I'll throw a little one out there for Golden Years Financial Advisors. Give us a call. Attend one of our workshops, one of our dinner workshops. Uh, and come hear some information because that's what we do in our workshops. We give information. It's not a sales presentation. And right now, folks, you need information and a place to go. And we're a good resource for that. Yeah, I would certainly agree with that. And, you know, we're going to start talking about healthcare expenses a little bit. And, you know, healthcare is always a huge <laughs> topic. But I think one of the most important things that we're talking about today is, you know, not to be Debbie Downers on what has happened, but it's to give perspective. True. A lot of times you have to know where you were to at least have an idea as to where you're going. You're absolutely right. And healthcare costs uh, between 1992 and 2018 have basically doubled. Uh, spending on healthcare went from 5187 to 11172 according to the article. And healthcare costs are probably gonna continue to go upwards uh, when as we look down to the future. Um, actually, there was a perspective in there that uh, the article said that couples who were 65 We'll be near needing nearly five hundred and forty thousand dollars. Goodness, yeah. and that did not include long-term care expenses. So, 
These are just some numbers. Again, we're not being downers. We're just saying you need to plan. You need to capture your cash flow. You need to allocate for these things. You need to work with a good advisor. So I think healthcare costs are going to go up in the future. Michael, what are you thinking? I would certainly agree with that. Again, like Medicare hasn't been that long that it's been out in the grand scheme of things. Uh, so it, we'll, we'll see what happens next with healthcare. But another important part of Medicare is Medicare Part D, a prescription drug coverage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's really popped up in the last 25 years. Um, and it really went in effect in 2006. And we all yeah. know how expensive prescriptions can be. Um, so but that helped out a lot with some of those prescription drug coverages. And I, who knows what the next step of it is going to be. Right. So there's some help and assistance out there uh, with the prescription drugs. That's a big thing in retirement. Um, and that actually leads into another um uh, plans that have evolved again, and that was uh, something called Medicare Advantage plans. That's been in the last 25 years. Uh, we're getting into that annual election period that people are hearing everything on the news coming up. Uh, <laughs> October's uh, right around the corner for us here. And again, Advantage plans are just a, uh, a particular plan that's an option out there. Uh, been pretty popular, uh, but they do integrate that whole prescription drug plan. We're going to have a whole show on that again this year. And if you want to go back to our shows last year, we did a whole show on that where Michael interviewed me a bit about Medicare, Medicare Advantage plans and those things. Been around that market for a lot of years. And this year we're going to have one of my good buddies going to come in and uh, one of the high, uh, highest educated professionals that I know talk about those particular things. But they have changed. Let's put it that way. You need information again. So when it comes to Medicare, long-term care, health insurance costs, an integral part is what I'm hearing there, Michael, uh, has to be in that retirement plan. Certainly. And those individuals 65 plus normally have the most expenses when it comes to health care and having some of those costs taken care of and there being programs out there to help is one of those factors that have led to a longer life. And when you're talking about a longer life, that usually means a longer retirement. It seems to be that a lot more individuals are working later. Yes, it and does. I think the article had some pretty interesting facts on that. Do you want to share about that? Yeah, the, the article pointed out in 1990, okay, that's going back a ways, that only 38% of Americans between the age of 62 and 64 were still working. Uh, today, that number's around 53%. And the other part I think we find intriguing is maybe we're breaking some of this old advice is in 97, 57% of folks start taking their social security at age 62, but today that's dropped by more than a third. So people are realizing that social security element in there has to be calculated into how to take it during retirement to maximize income. But the other part of that is a lot of people were retiring at 62. And today we're seeing a, a lot of people continue to work to 65, 67, 70 years simply because they've got 25 or 30 years ahead of them in retirement and understand that the purchasing power goes, uh, um, de continues to decline. Income typically stays pretty level in retirement. So you've got to have some decent funds to be able to finance a retirement. So I think that's what we've seen there. And that is people living longer and inflation going up and those kinds of particular things. We talked about healthcare and social security and some of those things. So what what's uh, finish the show on this little um, maybe idea of what this might look 10 years from now. We found an what's article next? that starts talks about this. And again, folks, if we get into this particular segment, some of it can be a little unnerving just because of technology. And I'm speaking of that at my particular age going, hey, sometimes 
I like technology, but sometimes I'm a little cautious about it too. But I think there's some great benefits of that. So let's do the crystal ball maybe 10 years down the road with a little help from an article, Michael. Yeah, I, I think that'd be great. So the article we're going to hit on is a Kiplinger article called The 10 Ways Retirement Will Be Different in 2030. And, and it's impossible for us to project what the new tax law act is going to be or what the next <laughs> healthcare reform is going to be. But we're just going to talk about general lifestyle trends and you know kind of what that might lead to. And one of the biggest overarching themes in this, I'm going to say was healthcare, healthcare and how healthcare might be improved, how life expectancy could be elongated. Um, so I think that that's kind of the point that we should hit on first here. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it's sort of an intriguing thing that the article points out is that really in 2030, you know, 10 years or so down the road that uh, your health might be monitored uh, a little more consistently. Uh, thanks to some of the different tracking devices, you know, that people are even wearing on their wrist and yeah, you know, those kind of Fitbits, things. Fitbits, Apple yeah. Watches, how many steps you're getting, what's your heart rate. Your phone does the same thing too, or you can set it up to do that. So I can only imagine that in the next decade, it's going to be much more common, um, probably better information. And that makes it easier to share information as well, which should theoretically help catch things ahead of time. Well, it should. I mean, it'd be nice to know if all of a sudden your blood pressure changes uh, as a consistent thing and starts skyrocketing. Um, and if you don't have a doctor's appointment for a year or two down the road, wouldn't it be nice to know that now before it creates damage or uh, an irregular electrocardiogram or something like that? So Absolutely. this information will probably be transmitted on a, a quicker basis to your healthcare professionals for them to be able to help and assist. So um, I think that's technology, but technology, that's just going to be a quicker exchange of information when it comes to critical information like that. I, I would definitely agree. And I think one of the next parts that the article touches on and it kind of it's interesting that it puts some good facts to it is, I mean, we're talking about it now, self-driving cars. I yeah. mean, they're already coming into the scene. I, Sure. You have flying cars coming into the scene now, but on a very, very small basis. That's true. I mean, there's a rocket right now that's all full of civilians out in outer space at this point in time. I mean, things are changing. Technology is going to be more and more and more quicker and quicker and self-driving cars I can see as being the next thing. So the facts that this article puts out, which I find very interesting, is that it says drivers between the ages of 55 and 74 have fewer injuries and deaths than younger drivers. I mean, we can, that's pretty safe. Everyone yep. pretty well knows that. However, at age 75, there's a large surge in deaths and injuries behind the wheel, which it seems well pretty obvious as well. But I mean, what if all you had to do is tap an app on your phone and then all of a sudden you're driving to somewhere? I mean, a lot of times people don't want to drive in dark as they get more elderly. Sure not having to worry about that and still having the independence because no one likes to have their keys taken away from them, having the independence to get to places, you got to assume that's going to extend life expectancy. Well, I would agree. And even my generation, we're, we're very much so already accustomed to apps on the phone and that's all it is. We do different, uh, different purchasing and those kinds of different things and services on our phone. So that's not too new, but yeah, hitting an app on the phone and having a car show up and to take you someplace, uh, can help eliminate the vehicle expenses in retirement, but also at the same time provide some pretty safe um, transportation and keep you independent. Like you said, Michael, I think that's a big, big thing. So drones. 
Drones, yeah. Drone delivery. Yeah, well, now you're touching on a thing that I'm not super excited about, honestly, personally, uh, unless it starts to become a little more controlled for privacy. That's just my own opinion, but it is a real deal, isn't it, Michael? Oh, yeah. You think flies bothered you when they're buzzing around? We're going to see how this is going to (laughs) be. But, yeah, it's, it's a big deal. I mean, if you need, like, a light package delivered to you, just getting that delivered over to you and instead of, you know, prime two day free delivery, getting it in 47 hours less and having it delivered to your house <laughs> in an hour is a legitimate possibility. And, you know, that again, with the sharing of information and health, having something that could be that quick as far as, you know, deliver, delivering like sure. a life saving medication right. or, you know, like EpiPens, that type of thing. I, that could be huge. Yeah. You got to think about those things and just imagine that it, like, I think that's great. They're like an EpiPen. All of a sudden there's a emergency and boom, one's delivered out there. I mean, and saves a person wants person's life, you know, yep. and I know there's a lot of other issues that, that deal with it, but this is the way technology is going out there too. I think the other thing we see out there is, uh, uh, I think keys are personally, I think they're going to probably be antiquated. The key to the office, the key to the house, the key to the car. We're already seeing that you don't need really the key for the car. You just need a fob and, push a button and goes or cars that open and unlock and those kind of things. But for hotels, I use an app on my phone for most of them now. Yeah. Amazing. So that's going to continue out there. There's no doubt about that. We're going to have antique keys one of these days for sale. That's going to be really pretty cool. And again, treatment. I mean, we come back to, um, I think Mike, you did a really great point point there that we need to just sort of finish on. And that has to do with healthcare again. And the idea of um, having information and having delivery that saves a lot of lives. And yeah. I think that's that's exactly where technology is going to go. There's a lot more technology is going to do. Uh, we got to embrace it and also still retain our own privacy out there too. Yeah, and the, the article goes on to explain some more factoids, but I, I think those are the most important ones to hit on uh, when we're trying to talk about the differences that have gone on with you know retirement plans and healthcare, Medicare, so on and so forth. Uh, it, it, again, it's hard to predict the future. Um, if we could do that, we would all be billionaires, uh, <laughs> but we can at least predict and hypothesize about certain things, and I think those are the biggest ones related to retirement that we could see make a huge and drastic impact. Sure. Planning is always a great thing. You got to plan on um, being down the road and planning is what we talk about here at Golden Years Financial Advisors. So having a plan that encompasses things and having a organization like ours that can change and adapt quickly uh, to different changes in tax laws, social security laws, uh, technology, and these particular things, that's all part of an advisory practice. So Thanks for listening to us here today. Michael, anything else to add? Nope, nothing else to add. If you guys have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out. Our website is goldenyears-advisors.com. Feel free to give us a buzz. Let us know how you think the show was. If you want us to touch on another topic, just please let us know. Uh, It's always fun to be able to do a show because somebody asked for us to do that. It makes it exciting for us. So our number here is 574-968-SWAN. That's 574-968-7926. But we're signing off for the day. My name is Michael Anthony. And I'm Kevin Anthony. Y'all enjoy the rest. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Swan Song Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Kevin and Michael Anthony at Golden Years Financial Advisors. Call 574-968-7926 or visit them online at goldenyears-advisors.com. 
Com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Indiana. Insurance products and services are offered through Golden Years Planning Services, Inc. and Anthony Financial Services affiliated companies. Kevin Anthony, Michael Anthony, Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc., and Anthony Financial Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.